0: Thank you, Jesus, as that song said, you are beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes to see the beauty of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, You know, uh, about 11 years ago, 11, 10 years ago, I distinctly remember we were still in Pretoria. Morning. And... um, during the night, um, I had a dream, which was like a vision. And uh, in that dream, in that vision, I, I saw beauty, like the beauty of God. And uh, it, it was such a beautiful vision that the beauty of God is such that we almost can't bear to look at it. That is how beautiful God is. I remember what I saw. It was like a a sheet of silver. But it was so beautiful. It had all these patterns on it. But even in my dream, even though it was in a dream, I couldn't bear to look at it because of the beauty that I saw. And that is the way that God is. That is why God said to Moses, if you were to see me, you would die. Because... If we are to just look on in the state where we find ourselves at the moment, if God is to appear here in all His glory and beauty, we would die. Because we could not bear to look upon something that is so perfectly beautiful as God. That is the beauty of God. Now, today we are going to be talking about the perfection of God. Because God is a perfect being. There is nothing, no one, that is perfect except God. In this physical realm where we now live, there might be shades of perfection. But God is the only perfect being in the universe. And that's why His beauty is perfect. If we read... um, Matthew 5, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, He says, Be you perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. So Jesus made a statement that God is perfect. And later we'll come back to that statement. But for now, what is perfection? The definition of perfection is something that is entirely without any flaws, defects, or shortcomings. Something that is excellent or complete. So God has got no flaws. He's got no shortcomings. He's got no defects. God where He is, he is complete. There is nothing that can be added to God to make Him better. There's nothing can, that can be taken away from Him to make Him better. He is complete. He is without flaw. He is without defect. He is without shortcoming. That is why His beauty is perfect. That's why His love is perfect. Because God is a perfect being who finds Himself in perfection. Psalm 50 verse 2, it says, Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. So where God finds Himself, He is perfection of beauty. And out of that perfection of beauty, God shines towards all of man. Beauty is a characteristic of a person that provides an experience of pleasure or satisfaction. Beauty is a characteristic of a person that provides an experience of pleasure or satisfaction. What does Psalm 56 verse 7 Say, how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house, and you shall make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light shall we see light. So, as I understand... How excellent the loving kindness of God is towards all of men. I am satisfied with the love of God, with the beauty of God, with the kindness of God towards me. And in the love of God, in the beauty of God, I find pleasure and satisfaction. I find joy in who God is. And the correct representation of God For if I preach an imperfect message about God, portraying God as being imperfect, portraying God as being something else than beautiful, than lovely, portraying God as something else than having a holy love towards all of men, I'm portraying the wrong character of God and people do not find satisfaction and pleasure in that picture of God. I can only find satisfaction and pleasure in the correct representation of God, in the beauty of God. Psalm 50 verse 2, again, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Psalm 36 verse 9, in your light shall we see light. So, in the perfection of beauty that God found himself, he shone forth. His light towards all of men. And what is the light that God shone forth towards all of men? What is the light? What is the perfection of beauty that God shone towards all of men? What does 2 Corinthians say? For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 4 says, The light of the glorious gospel of Christ ease the image of God. So what did God shine forth from heaven is the glorious gospel that is in the face of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the expression of God's perfection. Jesus is the expression of God's beauty. Because up to the point where Jesus was born, when Jesus was revealed to man, man had no idea what God was like. The relationship that man had with God was through the imperfect state of the law. And through the law, God was seen as a hard taskmaster, as someone who's going to kill you if you pick up sticks on a Sunday. That is how people saw God. And therefore, Jesus had to come into this physical realm being the expression, the image of the likeness of God revealing to us the true character of God, the beauty of God, the love of God. Jesus is the expression of the beauty of God. If we see the way that Jesus interacted with people, the way that Jesus treated people, we see the way... That God acts towards people. We do not see the way that God acts towards people in the law. The harsh treatment that the law dishes out to people. We see who God is in the way that Jesus loved people. The way that Jesus never condemned people. The way that Jesus accepted people. Because what did the law do? The law rejected people. The law declared people worthy of curses, deserving to be cursed, deserving to be punished. People rejected out of the community. That is what the law did to people. And what did Jesus do? Jesus came and he embraced the ones that had been rejected by the law, the ones that had been cursed by the law. And people that had been cursed by the law, Jesus blessed. And he set them free. If we read Isaiah, it says that, Jesus um, did not have beauty that we should desire Him. Now, is that a paradox compared to Jesus who is the expression of the beauty of God? Why does it say that Jesus had no beauty that we should desire Him? Because where was Jesus born? Jesus was born in a stable. Jesus grew up in Nazareth which was a poor town, a poor place. People were poor. His dad was a carpenter. He worked like a carpenter. If Jesus was born in the household of a king, he would have been esteemed by man because man esteemed the riches, uh, the high elevated state that the law brings. People esteem that, and they esteem that to be beautiful, to be lovely. But someone who is born in poverty Someone who's born as just a common person is not esteemed. And that is the way that Jesus was born, the way that he grew up. And in that very uh, um, state where Jesus was born in, where he grew up, Jesus identified with people that had been rejected by the law, people who had been declared not good enough even to be accepted in the royalty of the world. And in that state, Jesus identified and embraced, and He was saying that He accepts those who have been rejected, those who have been declared not good enough, those who have been declared as being cursed, and He accepts them. And that is the beauty of God. Amen. Jesus is the expression of God's perfection. If we come back to Matthew 5, this is the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached. Jesus said, verse 43, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So in speaking these words, Jesus is saying to us what God is like. In saying these words, he's saying that if you do this you will be called sons of your father. So a son acts the way that his father is. In saying these words, Jesus is saying this is what makes God perfect. Because in the end he closes off and he says, God is perfect. Be you perfect as God is perfect. Because in these words we see the way, the perfection of God that is revealed in the way that God treats people. What does God do? God loves His enemies. Even those who reject Him, who reject the sacrifice of His Son, those who continue in cursing His Son, He loves them. Even if you curse God, He loves you. He accepts you. God makes His Son rise on the evil and on the good. God sends rain on the just and on the unjust. God sends rain on the fields of a Christian farmer. He sends rain on the fields of a Buddhist farmer. He sends rain on the fields of a Hindu farmer. Why does He do that? Because His beauty is perfect. His love is perfect. God is no respecter of persons. He loves people. He is beautiful. Can you see the beauty of God? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. God is not the man. God does not treat people the way that people treat people. God treats people the way that God treats people. God loves people unconditionally. All people. Even if if. I am the greatest sinner, God is lovely towards me. God is beautiful towards me. That does not change. God does not treat people the way that people treat people. God treats people the way that God treats people. The way that Jesus treated people is the way that God treats people. The loveliness, the beauty, the perfection of God. Now if we read Luke... Luke has got the same passages of the Sermon on the Mount that Matthew 5 has. And in the end, there is a bit of a difference in the way that Luke closes this off compared to the way that Matthew closes it off. Matthew says, be you perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Luke says, be merciful even as your Father is merciful. The perfection of God is in the mercy of God. We see the perfection, the beauty of God, in a way He treats sinners, which is His mercy. People have been rejected by the measurement of the law. The law measures people. People uh, fall short of the measurement of the law. God loves and accepts those people. He proved that through His life on earth. Luke 6:36. Even as your Father is merciful. Just look at this. Mercy is to be compassionate, to be tender, to be disposed, to pity offenders and to forgive their offenses. To be unwilling to punish someone for injuries. That is what it means to be merciful. God is compassionate. God is tender-hearted. God is always disposed to pity offenders and to forgive their offenses. God is always unwilling to punish for injuries. That is why Jesus died on the cross. If God was willing to punish for injuries, if God was willing to mete out punishment to people, Jesus would not have died on the cross. If God was not compassionate, Jesus would not have been born. Jesus is the expression of the beauty of God. To be compassionate means To be easily moved by the stresses, sufferings, the wants and infirmities of others. That is the way that God is. God is compassionate. God is easily moved by your distresses, by your wants, by your needs, by your infirmities. That is the beauty of God. To be tender means to be susceptible of the softer passions, love, kindness, to be anxious. For another's good. So God is always compassionate, God is tender, God is anxious for your good. God was so anxious for your good that he sent his son to die on a cross to become a man and to sacrifice his life because God was anxious for our good. That's how anxious he was. And God proved his love forever towards all of men by His Son dying on a cross. That is the proof of the love and the beauty of God. Amen. Now, after Jesus had finished the Sermon on the Mount, He came off the mountain. And immediately as He came off the mountain, He started proving the perfection of God in the way that Jesus acted towards people. Because on the mountain, Jesus has said, God does not treat people based on what they do, based on who they are, based on the state that they find themselves in. And immediately as he left the mountain, he started showing that. He started doing that. Matthew 8 verse 1, When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, you will note that the leper says, If you will, you can make me clean. He didn't say, You can heal me. He said, You can make me clean. Because the law declared someone who had leprosy as being unclean, as being cursed. If a Levite priest uh, got leprosy, He could no longer partake of the holy things. He was declared to be unholy. He was declared to be unclean. The law took someone who was a leper and cast him out of society. He was cast out of the camp of the Israelites. He was rejected from the presence of people. He was rejected from the community. He was shunned. He was declared as being unholy, unclean. And now a leper, who could, they could not have, even have contact with normal people, but this leper, what did he see in Jesus? Why did he approach Jesus? Because he saw in Jesus the beauty of God. He saw in Jesus that Jesus was not like the Pharisees, that Jesus was not like a teacher of the law, that there was something else in Jesus. The compassion, the tenderness... The love of God was in the body of Jesus Christ. And that gave a leper who was declared unclean, unholy, cursed by the law. That gave that leper the boldness to approach Jesus. And that is how we approach God. We do not come to God based on the state that I find myself in, where I might think of myself as being good enough to receive the love, the blessing of God. I come to God in boldness in whatever state I find myself in because Jesus is the expression of the beauty of God. And what I expect from God is love, tenderness, compassion. A a being who is anxious for my good. That is what I expect from God. And that is what this leper expected. And what did he receive? He received the God that said, I will be clean. And Jesus, in, in one sentence, declared someone who was unholy, unclean, to be clean. And he was healed. That is who Jesus is. Jesus embracing the cursed, those who have been rejected, those who, those who have been declared as not being good enough, Jesus embraced that man and accepted him because God is beautiful. God is perfect. And that man is a symbol for all of people who are rejected by the measurement of the law. Everyone, if, if I find myself in a state where I think I'm not good enough for God, that leper is a symbol for me. And I can approach God in whatever state I am. If I think I'm unholy, if I think I'm unclean, even if people are saying to me, you are not holy, you are not clean, you are not deserving of the love of God. No. God is perfect. God is beautiful. God does not treat people the way that people treat people. God treats people the way that God is. Another example in the same chapter When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and your servant, my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found some f- such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline a table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, the centu- and to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So again, who was the centurion? He was a Roman soldier. He was despised by the Jews. He was a Gentile. He was unholy as pertaining to the law. A Jew would not even go to sit in such a person's house. What does Jesus do? Jesus does exactly for him what he wanted. Because God is perfect. When Jesus looked at him, he did not see a Gentile who has been disqualified through the law. He did not see a Roman who had invaded Palestine, who who had been killing Jews. He did not see that. Jesus sees the beauty of people because He is beautiful. So when Jesus looks at you, He sees beyond your state where you find yourself in, you sees beyond what you've done yesterday, what you did two weeks ago, Jesus sees your beauty. And Jesus granted him his wishes. Jesus coming off that mountain and proving the words that he had said on the mountain, that God does not treat people based on who they are, based on what they do. God treats people uh, from the perfection of his beauty which is shining forth from Zion, shining forth towards all men. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. The beauty of God. How does God treat us? He does not deal with us according to our sins. Verse 10. God does not repay us based on our iniquities. If I expect punishment from God because of sin, I'm not going to get it. I will get the beauty of God. I'm not going to get what I expect from God. I'm going to get from God what He's going to give me. And I expect love, compassion, tenderness, perfect beauty from God. That is what I expect. Verse 8, I expect steadfast love. I expect mercy. Verse 6, I expect God to set me free from everything that oppresses me. Verse 5, I expect a God who satisfies me with His beauty, with His goodness. Verse 4, I expect a God who redeems me from the pit, who crowns me with love and mercy. This week, um, we spoke about the calling of God. And in Leviticus, there's a verse that's... um, Uh, God said to the Israelites, make two trumpets of silver. And when you blow on it, that will call the congregation to appear before me in the tabernacle. Silver is the color of redemption. So the call that goes out to people to come into the presence of God is the redemption that God has wrought through Jesus. Redeeming us from the power of the law. So today you hear that trumpet blow. God saying, I have redeemed you. Come into my presence. The trumpets of God calling the people into His presence. The redemption of God. He is a God who forgives all my iniquity, who heals all my diseases. With God I find perfect healing, not only for the diseases that is in my body, but a far greater healing, the restoration of man, Back into the place where man should be, being like God, filled with the life of God, filled with the indestructible life of God. That is the extent of the healing that God brings towards all people. And then in closing, Psalm 27 verse four: "One thing have I asked of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord." all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I might see the beauty of God, that I might dwell in His temple, in His presence forever. And Lord, we pray, we pray this, Lord, that we want to see and experience Your beauty. Thank You, Lord, that we know that your beauty is perfect towards us, as your love is perfect towards us, as your compassion and your tender-heartedness and your kindness is perfect towards us. Lord, and we approach you with boldness because we know that your beauty is perfect. Thank you, Jesus, that you open our eyes to see your beauty, to experience your beauty, your perfection. Thank you, Jesus, that you embrace us, that you keep us safe, that you protect us, that you speak kind words to us, that you encourage us, that you work supernaturally in us and in our lives, that you speak peace to us. In this world where we have many tribulations, we know that we have overcome through the victory of Jesus Christ. And we say, what can stand against us? What can stop us? Because the seed of God is in our bodies. Thank you, Jesus. We have a victorious life in Jesus Christ. What can death do to me? What can sickness do to me? What can poverty do to me? What can tribulation do to me? Because in my body I have the seed of indestructible life. Thank you, Jesus. We see Your beauty. Amen.